everybody, welcome back. I have an amazing guest who I really look up to, and I can't say that about too many people in this country these days, unfortunately, but this particular gentleman happens to be a hero, a patriot, a pastor of many years, and now he's just, I can't even explain, he, he does all kinds of Bible studies with world leaders, and he's at the UN, and he'll elaborate a little bit more, but the CEO of Wellversed, Dr. Jim Garlow, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Good to be with you, my friend. Well, it's great to have you, and we are super excited because we're only about a week and a half away of going down to D.C., where there's going to be an amazing event that Wellverse is putting on, and uh, I'd love for you to cover that, and then I want to get into some of the, the other uh, issues in the news, if you would. Sure, I'm excited to. Uh, Sunday, September 27, all day from 8.30 in the morning till 5 in the afternoon, uh, we have quite a list of speakers. We'll be at the top floor, the sixth floor, a museum of the Bible. Yes. Now, most people can't get there because we can't get a lot of people in. That's all. It's all packed out anyway. But they can watch it, uh, simulcast of, of the event. Uh, Congressman Bob McEwen, uh, Congresswoman Michelle Bachman. Uh, there'll, be, there'll be investigative journalists reporting on the actions of leftward movements yes. uh, infiltrating into the church. Uh, Bevelyn Beatty, who is well known. Uh, for the woman who point black paint over the BLM mural on the streets yes. of New York, New York City. Uh, a, a one a woman who's just released a book on overcoming a homosexual lifestyle. And she's going to address the issue of there's no such thing as, quote, gay Christianity. Wow. And quite a lineup of, of many different speakers. My wife, Rosemary Shindra Garlo, who's been to Israel 71 times. She'll be oh speaking goodness. on Israel and then understanding the times in which we live. Bishop Harry Jackson. Yes. We'll be addressing racial healing and how we achieve that. A brand new book called Manifesto he just put out. I just read, finished it yesterday. He'll be speaking on that. Both uh, Bishop Jackson and Belvin Beatty will be speaking on the topic of uh, what is BLM, mm. understanding that as well. So it's an exciting lineup of about uh, I think 17, 18 speakers. That's right. Very exciting, and it is an excellent lineup, and it's kind of a similar format kind of to what happened at the RNC, where there'll be speakers speaking for about 10 minutes on various topics, correct? That's exactly right. Oh, I left out Todd. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How did I miss that one? That's okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm extremely excited as well to be a part of this event, Dr. Garlow, and honored as well. And uh, I think it's- on religious liberty? And yes, sir. Uh, I think you're going to touch one session on globalism, I believe. That's right. And I think, uh, you know, covering the topic of globalism is so important because I think there's a lot of people, particularly people of faith, that don't really understand the significance and what it means from a spiritual standpoint. So we're going to break that down and we are going to talk about religious liberties as well. As you and I both know, and many that are watching, there's been pastors in California that are being fined thousands of dollars for having service. They're not out there doing anything wrong other than, I mean, they're having a church service and they're getting fined. Uh, one pastor, a friend of mine, was even arrested during the coronavirus. We've had all types of draconian and tyrannical things happening to the body of Christ, and we're going to cover that as well. And so just what a timely uh, time to have this event. I mean, it's perfect. And by the way, Franklin Graham and also the Rabbi Jonathan Kahn are also going to be having events in D.C. the same weekend. So did you guys plan that, or is that just uh, happenstance? Well, they heard we were having such huge crowds, so they built it around my event. Okay. Got it. <laughs> exactly. No, Kevin Jessup, who is the planner of the return, is a good friend of mine. Jonathan Kahn yes. is a very, very close buddy. Uh, and we heard their event was taking place. And it also, it, Kevin's been planning that for seven years. Right. And then Franklin Graham, that was a more recent add-on, I think, to my knowledge. 
as prayer walk, as a two-hour prayer walk from the Lincoln Memorial to the Capitol on Saturday. And of course, the return starts Friday night at 6 p.m. It goes all day Saturday with 100 different speakers or people leading in, in prayer over the course of the time. My wife and I uh, have the privilege of being on Friday night on awesome. the stage for that. So yeah, people need want to come in and be there Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday, regretfully, we're packed out. We can't add any more people. However, we want you to watch it by going to our Facebook page, Well-Versed World Facebook page, or, or go to wellversedworld.org. You can watch it from there or from uh, Facebook uh, page, Well-Versed World. Yes, sir. And, you know, Pastor, you've been in the ministry for many years. You've seen our nation make many substantial changes kind of incrementally. Uh, one of the things that concerns me is the lack of information uh, in the body of Christ. Even with pastors, a lot of people somewhat uninformed on some of the very important issues of our day. I heard somebody, I was telling uh, Congressman Bachman this earlier, uh, where, you know, they said to me, well, we're not going to just vote on abortion anymore. You know, it's always just on abortion. There's so many other pressing, pressing issues in this election cycle that are, I mean, of course, abortion is extremely important, but there's so many others as well. Uh, what do you see when it comes to the election that we're, you know, as, as Christians are converging on D.C. and you're about to hold this event, what do you see as the most important issues for somebody that may be undecided? Uh, you said that the lack of information is critical. We have, we have seen people, unlike any time in my entire lifetime, Christians who are being bullied and intimidated yes. and controlled by bizarre thoughts and strange words. All of a sudden, we're all guilty if we're white. Mm. All the various terms. Now, now people are being literally driven off of Facebook if they raise even a question about something. Yes. And so, I'm part of this is going to be a bit of an edgy conference we're doing. We're 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 dealing with some of the tougher stuff. We're gonna we're gonna plow right into the topic from an investigative researcher and journalist journalist on the whole issue of quote rent an evangelical. Yes. How George Soros money and others has co-opted so-called evangelicals uh, for left-wing causes, uh, rent a riot. We're going to identify the funds there. Right. Uh, there's going to be some pretty candid explanations on these topics. And then we want to coach people specifically the, the code words that are used to try to uh, trigger certain responses in individuals and how we can, how we can circumnavigate those or how we can counteract that with biblical truth. The issue for us is biblical truth. It's not Republican versus Democrat. It's not even right versus left. It's right versus wrong. Mm. So we're going to be laying out how to stand bold in the midst of this avalanche of bizarre, politically correct gibberish that is yeah. coming at so many Christians and intimidating and compromising many of them on, on the core of the gospel message. We're not into social justice. We're into biblical justice. What does God say about this topic? And so we're going to address uh, some fairly edgy topics pretty candidly to equip and mobilize people to refute uh, the kind of, I wouldn't call it just leftward, I'd call it wrong thinking that's penetrated even among Christians today. That's right. And Dr. Garley, you unpacked a lot of things there. And one of the things that you mentioned was the uh, information war that we're in, which is, uh, I saw a former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, who was being interviewed by Fox News, of all people. And he mentioned George Soros. I and it. It, it's unbelievable. They just cut, like cut him off and it got really awkward and weird. And so this is what we're seeing now is, like you said, it, there's this really a battle 
for truth and information to get out there. And it's becoming more and more apparent, I hope for many people, uh, where there is a censorship that's happening, especially, and this is scary, to pastors, to Christians. Why are we being censored? I mean, obviously we know what it is. It's a spiritual battle, but you've been in the ministry for many years. How concerning is this to you as you've seen this escalate? Extremely, because we're seeing major organizations for the first time highly compromised. We're seeing uh, NAE. Uh, adopt uh, SOGI legislation, the Sexual Orientation and Gender Identification, uh, the CCCU, Council of Christian Colleges and Universities. Uh, the most recent reports, most disturbing, most uh, really disappointing uh, is as even Campus Crusade or CRU, which we have had enormous confidence in, hmm. is being co-opted leftward to all social justice language, social justice warriors. Whatever happened to basic evangelism? Yes. What happened to just sharing the essence of the gospel? And then one ha once having received Christ, being filled with the Spirit of God. And then once understanding that, having the mind renewed with the mind of Christ to understand issues from a distinctly biblical standpoint. And we have a, a, the, the highest level of capitulation and compromise going on among so-called evangelicals. I put those in air quotes now. Evangelicals, I have never witnessed. Hardly a week goes by without a major capitulation of either a Christian college, a major figure of some kind, who simply will no longer stand on the gospel, whether it be on the question of homosexual or definition of marriage or uh, their little virtual signaling with the BLM hashtag, not recognizing what BLM is. And we miss the opportunity to deal with really racism. There is racism in the country that yeah. could have been dealt with, but now it's been missed because of the bizarre framing of the issues the way uh, they have done. And even the rationale that you, you referenced this at the outset about the pro-life issue, but the rationale that the pro-life issue is really no, no longer that important because after people who are pro-life really aren't pro-life, they're only pro-birth. Yeah. It's just bizarre. bizarre. I happen to be my late wife and I adopted four children. Two of them turned out to be special needs. And one of them was conceived as a result of, of a gang rape. Wow. And, and then they try to say, oh, we're, we're just concerned about pro-birth and not pro-life. Uh, that is absolutely so false on the, on the hundreds, hundreds of couples that I know who, 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 who take care of children and, and, and those who have adopted even special needs children. This is a bizarre, false narrative being perpetrated by these people. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I have a special needs brother, so that hits near and dear at home to me as well and my family. And so we understand that. Uh, both of us reside or come from California <laughs> and uh, California is much in, in a lot of a lot of topics in the news about California recently, of course, the wildfires. Uh, but we dealt with a bill that was called the Equality Act and uh, many were calling it the ban the Bible bill. And this is something that uh, candidate Joe Biden is now saying that if he becomes president, he's going to make this one of his first priorities. And uh, in, in initiating that bill, uh, what would basically happen would be churches would be liable in many aspects uh, because of the LGBTQ agenda. And so I know you are a, a foremost understanding on this uh, topic, uh, Dr. Garlow. What, what concern should pastors have and understand about this bill being nationwide? There's uh, 346,000 churches in America, and 72% uh, of them are left-wing liberals. So we discount those. We got 100,000 100, that are actually are biblical. Uh, of those, how many have a biblical worldview? The answer is way too few, probably around 10,000, maybe most 15,000. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> that's not a critical mass. We need pastors to become aware that we're in a crisis, a serious crisis. Pastors are enlivened when they understand there is a crisis or they perceive one. And we are in the midst of one. We have never, ever, we would never have thought in February of this year that we would have pastors find, as you mentioned at the outset, 
uh, being threatened with being imprisoned, being arrested. One, one church in California, their fines are now up to $52,750 for simply doing what the First Amendment allows. This is inconceivable. As pastors, we must stand. We're going to have to pay a price. It's not going to be fun uh, at this juncture. Uh, California has the knack of driving out so many people. I've seen a lot of people leave over my years. I've lived here a quarter of a century. I've seen a lot of people leave. Unbelievable number of people leave. What I'm seeing now, and this concerns me, what I'm seeing now is the intercessors mm. leaving. Mm. The people who carried this state in prayer. Yes. Uh, I, I, apparently God is saying something to them. Yes. And it's time to remove themselves from this place. Wow. That is uh, that is pretty sobering. I don't know how to sort that all yet, yet but I'm seeing individuals who have laid their lives down in yes. travail for the state now packing up and leaving. Wow. And they're, no, not, a, looking, they're not looking back. That's a really good uh, point there that you make that I, you know, I think I haven't really thought about that, but you're right. I mean, these are people that have been in, in, the, in the land fighting uh, for many, many years. And so, uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, and, and that does say something, but you know, it, nationally uh the other problem is is that i call california almost like the beta test where it's like they try certain bills they try certain things and that would that's what the the progressives want to roll out or the socialists want to roll out in our whole nation and so with a joe biden camilla harris really doesn't even matter if it's biden or whoever uh, would be in there on the democrat party at this point they want to roll these things normalize these things we just saw the uh the bill what was it sb 145 i think it is where the um you know pretty much normalizing pedophilia and uh, I remember face, Facebook even fact-checked me saying I was incorrect on that. But that is, uh, so, you know, pretty much what they're doing. I mean, when you're allowed to have sex with a 14-year-old, to me as a pastor, uh, that's extremely concerning. Of course, we don't believe in sex before marriage anyways. But, you know, 14 years old, come on. I mean, I have a daughter. You know, how do you feel about that, that type of rule and, and seeing those things kind of coming out in our nation as well? That could be the strongest indicator, that bill right there. Uh, of the uh, fruition of, of a judgment to come. Yes. I just think uh, I, I'm a lot older than you, Todd. And I, I can remember from the 1950s on, everybody's desire was to move to California. That's right. Everybody wanted to be in California. Uh, and now my, my, my uh, son and his, his wife are now potentially moving out of state. And when they told their friends, the reaction of every one of their friends who all have young children, every one of their friends said, we are so envious. And their friends mm. went online and started plotting how to move. Oh, my gosh. Whether it's Idaho, Texas, North Carolina, wherever. Now, I, I lived in Texas for a long time. It's hot. Yeah. It's hot. I, I love Texas, but it's just hot. And California is breathtaking. And yet people are leaving by the droves. Yeah. I've never seen leadership of a state so committed to state suicide, violating biblical principles. too. It, it, it's just simple to the extent that a government leader follows biblical principles to that same extent you can reduce human pain, suffering, and poverty. And to the same extent you violate biblical principles, you enhance human suffering, pain, and poverty. And there's already enormous, you go to the streets of San Francisco and the streets of Los Angeles, one can hardly believe this is a modern city. It, it looks third world. And the power outages, we're now almost going third world. And, and our, of course our state along with Oregon and Washington is all on fire uh, right now. Uh, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, it, it came within. We could see it coming over the ridge, the flames uh, coming towards us on a Saturday up until 4 a.m. on a Sunday morning. This state is, is on fire. What is happening to this place in the tough days? And, and it's true for a whole nation as well. Anytime we violate God's ways, God's word, God's will, 
consequences really come. And, and this state is experiencing it in some painful, painful ways. And it grieves me to say this. I, I've only been here 25 years, but I love this place. Yeah. I love California. I love the people here. I love the state. I, I once was on the Dr. Phil show up against uh, Gavin Newsom back in the oh. Prop 8 battle to defend wow. America. Uh, conversed with him at, at, at that time. And my heart goes out to this man who's so lost. And so many others, Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters. Yes. These are people that, that are, Adam Schiff, this is what we're producing out of our state. It's, right. it's hard to fathom. And it breaks my heart to see that kind of irrationality, the insanity uh, exported. It's bad enough having it here, but having it exported and laid on the rest of the nation That's right. is really a most challenging situation. That's right. And I want to be respectful of your time, Dr. Grohl. Just a few more questions, but I think this is really important because you go into another topic that kind of segues well, ballot harvesting and mail-in ballots. And California has been kind of on the forefront of pushing this whole new strategy of the Democrats. Not really that new, but it's been rolled out in recent years. And it did affect, especially in Orange County, an area that was predominantly Republican or conservative. It flipped that whole area um, and we, we did see Mike Garcia in District 25. He gained back the seat uh, recently. But we're, there's a war that's been going on due to ballot harvesting. And now with the coronavirus and, uh, you know, the various things that are happening in our country, it seems like it's exploded with mail-in ballots. And I think a lot of people are confused about that. Can you elaborate on that? And how, how, much, how worried should we be about that? I'm from the old school. I'm for honesty and integrity. Uh, my late wife used to work as elected judge when we lived in Texas. And I, did, I was precinct chairman. Uh, she passed away a number of years ago, and I, I remarried, and Rosemary, when I married her, she also worked an election judge. Wow. We've, been at the, we've been at the ballot box and, and observing how they can be done in integrous ways. And it, it, everybody can get up and go to Walmart. Everybody can get up and go to Costco. They can go vote. Now, uh, under most severe circumstances, we want to honor that. But ballot, ballot harvesting is a, is a way to simply manipulate reality. And they've been successful. It apparently is legal, but it is, uh, it is, it is unethical, quite frankly, though, that what it allows uh, to happen. Uh, and so what we have is an extremely serious situation where the, the integrity of the process is, is, being, is being lost. Right. And I have quite a lot of confidence in the election were it to be an honest election. I have no confidence in the capacity of a particular political party that doesn't have a moral ethical base any longer to care about truth. And honestly, they will do anything, anything, bar anything to win. And that is really a tragic moment for America. That's right. It really seems like they're preparing to contest the results regardless. It seems like that's their newest and their, maybe that's their strategy is, is, is you know, to use these mail-in ballots, then contest the results in the, in the courts. I think Joe Biden has like 600 lawyers lined up. You know, this is a, a very, very critical uh, juncture. It's a, it's a critical crossroads in our country. And uh, circling back now to the Wellverse Summit that you're going to be having in D.C., this is why it's, this is so important. Because Christians, you may not have been active politically before, but you know we talk about the seven mountains of influence, and one of them is governance, the government. And it's, it's crucial that Christians understand the significance of this mountain of influence, because it really affects our freedom. I, I happen to sit as a director of the Religious Liberty Coalition. And I'll tell you, I have pastors every single day calling me that are having their religious liberties infringed upon. It's, it's alarming, to be quite honest with you, because you don't hear a lot of these stories in the news. 
Uh, but it's happening. It's happening more often. I think even if Donald Trump, you know, President Trump gets reelected, we're still going to be dealing with these issues. But there's a substantial difference in the worldview and the direction of the country should uh, a Biden-Harris administration become a reality. Uh, and so, Dr. Garlow, as we circle back now to your summit that we're going to be having in D.C., you know, we got to be praying that Christians, leaders, pastors share this information Get the links out there. Uh, let people know about the summit because Dr. Gardo is one of the probably the best teachers in this country when it comes to all these matters and more that we discussed today. His ministry is literally called Well-Versed, and that's exactly what she will leave is being more equipped and more well-versed, ready to have the conversation that is so critical in this hour. Uh, before we go, Dr. Gardo, do you have any closing words? Yeah, they can go to wellversedworld.org wellversedworld.org, and they can sign up for the simulcast. I also, you, you referenced, uh, well, you alluded to some, some writings or speaking. I have a book called Wellversed, which lays, it's, it happens to have the same name, lays out the biblical foundations of 30 different governmental or political topics. And if, if a person wants to just buy one, I make it very difficult. They have to pay off retail. But if they'll buy a case of it, I will sell it to hand out to their friends. I will sell them at my cost, wow. no profit. And they can contact Pam, P-A-M, Pam, at wellversedworld.org, and she can take care of that because we, we only have a few days before the election, and we want people to vote biblical. We want them to vote scriptural. We want them to vote Jesus. There's issues, all these issues are theological, biblical issues that are facing us. And, and so if they want to pick up that book, Wellversed, and get it to their friends as many as fast as they could. I wrote it not for scholars. I wrote it for simple people like me, uh, simply lay people, and it's laid out in a way that's very easy reading. And we even have 31 videos with us. You can start a well-versed Bible study in your home. We have online, all the preparation, uh, the questions and answers and everything for you. Begin a Bible study right on your own uh, by, by going to one website for us. So wellversedworld.org is the place to sign up for our Sunday, September 27, all-day simulcast. It starts at 8.30 a.m., Eastern time. Sorry for you on the West Coast. That's 5.30 a.m. I'm not a morning person either. I'm a night person, but I'm going to be a morning person that day, and so are you. It goes from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., wellversedworld.org, or go to Facebook, and you can join us there at Wellversed World on Facebook and watch it live. That is awesome. And by the way, Dr. Garlow has an amazing podcast too called The Garlow Perspective, which is now on the podcasting networks as well. And I think that's available on your website as well. I do, and I was our whole staff staff was trained by you <laughs> how to do a podcast. Thank you for and you you got all the equipment sitting behind me right here, all this equipment right here. Wow! You you directed me that that's what we had to have in order to do this. Well, and it's through you. Thank you. I tell you, it couldn't be a bigger honor, Dr. Garlow. Thank you so much for all that you're doing out there and for your team. And I'm looking uh, just so forward to being in DC with you uh, next week. Right. Thank you, my brother. We'll see you then. All right. We'll see you then, and we'll be right back. Been found, Dixie whistled in the wind That'll get you heaven bound The devil went down to Georgia But he didn't stick around This is God